You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we closed the beginning of the tractate of Bikurim with this focus on kind of who was, who was rooted where. And we were talking about um, being rooted to the land and plants which were physically rooted to the land. And the Mishnah continues, the fourth Mishnah continues, with the list of those who bring but do not recite. So we began yesterday with those who do not have to bring at all. If your produce is not connected to the land, you don't have to bring it. But there's a group of people who do bring but don't recite. If you like, it's a halfway house. Elu mivi'in velokorin, these bring that they don't recite. The convert, hager, mevive in okore, the convert brings and doesn't recite. She'eno yecholomar asher nishpata Hashem, asher nishpata Hashem lavotenu latet lana. It's from the the recitation which you've sworn unto our forefathers to give to us. Let's just go back and look at the Pesukim. We, we looked at the Pesukim a couple of days ago. They're so important, these Pesukim. Uvatayel ha-Kohen, you shall go to the Kohen, asher yeh ha who will be in those places. Ve'amartayelav, and you'll say to him, Higadati hayom l'Adonai lohecha, I declare today to the Lord, your God, he's talking to the Kohen, Kivati ha-Aretz, I've come to the land. Asher nishpa Adonai l'avoteinu latet lanu, I've come to the land which the Lord swore to our forefathers to give to us. And if he can't make that declaration, according to the Mishnah, he cannot recite. He brings, but he does not recite. And we find, let's just carry on in the Mishnah, and we find that shocking because we treat a Ger as a Jew. But let's just carry on reading. Let's carry on on the Mishnah. It gets more shocking. If he, if his mother was was a Jew, then he he brings and he re, he brings and recites. When he prays privately, he's 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 reciting the Shmonis on his own. Omer, avot Yisrael. He doesn't say Eloheinu Eloheinu He says avot Yisrael. So he says, God of the fathers of Israel. And when he's in synagogue, he says, he says, Elohei Avotechem, the God of your fathers. Eloheinu velohei Avotechem. It's a completely unknown nusach. We don't have this. We don't have this in our shuls today. And if his mother was Jewish, Omer Elohei Avotechem, he says, the God of our fathers. So it's a puzzle of it's actually I mean it's it's quite <coughs> it's quite shocking actually when you read this Mishnah. We've come across before, by the way, a, a Mishnah like this. And I think last time we came across it, I brought you the chuva of the Rambam to Ra to Ovadia Hager, and the Rambam assures him that he recites um the Shmonisra as everyone else does. Eloheinu And I just wanted to bring you here the Rambam's commentary on this Mishnah. 
It's very interesting, the Rambam's commentary on this Mishnah. And he says, It's all explained very clearly. But the decision of the Halakha is, The convert does bring and does recite. So the Rambam turns over the Mishnah. I think, on, according to the commentators, on the basis of a remark in the Yerushalmi, and, and generally, by the way, the Rambam will not overturn a Mishnah without a source. So on the basis of the Yerushalmi, the, the Rambam is going to turn the Mishnah upside down, and he's going to bring a verse for it. He's going to bring a verse for it. We're going to base this on what uh, God told us. Uh, sorry, on what God said to Avraham. And it's in Genesis 17.5. Ki av hamon goyim netaticha. When God changes Avram's name from Avram to Avraham, he says it's, actually it's um, in the part, it's going to be in Lech Lecha. So we're going to read this in 10 days time. He says, ki av hamon goyim netaticha. I'm changing your name to Avraham because you, I have made you the father of many nations. And then the Rambam goes on to say, Amru, Amru l'shavar ha'ita av la'aram, before you were a father to Aram, achshavata av l'chol ha'ulam kulo, now you are a father to the whole world. And for this reason, every convert may recite, Asher nishbata lavoteinu latetlanu. Every convert can recite which you swore to our fathers to give to us, on the basis that Avraham was the father of the whole world. Lefi shehu limdam emuna, because he taught them about faith. There is a remark in, uh, I think, it's in Avot that your teacher is like your father, and the Rambam seems to be is he's hanging his. His remarks on this, he's saying that Avraham taught the whole world about money, about, well, in his words, about emunah, about faith. I mean, we say that Avraham taught the whole world about monotheism. And the Rambam is saying, because of that, every inhabitant of the world is in some way a child of Avraham, and of course, therefore, can say Eloheinu Hevotenu. So the so the, the Rambam is going to turn the Mishnah on its head, but of course the Mishnah carries on, and in in at the end of this Mishnah we're going to come back to questions of Bikurim, but the Mishnah is now going to go off on a segue on other issues of descent and ancestry. So Rabbi, this is this this Mishnah is parallel to a Mishnah in Kiddushin. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says. A convert, the daughter of a convert, can't marry a priest. Again, the Mishnah seems to need to articulate the fact that if the if if this person's mother is Jewish, then they seem to be fully Jewish, almost as if the halakha that we accept today hadn't yet been crystallized in the time of the Mishnah. And I, I've had learned from and I have learned in a different context, actually, that, that learns on that the laws on paternal and maternal descent didn't crystallize really until quite late. 
And then Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says this applies whether this applies forever. This applies even to ten generations unless their mother is an Israelite. And of course, we know this is not the halacha we observe today. If you look carefully, the halacha on priests marrying children of converts is different in Yechezkel from the halacha which is brought in Torah. It's one of the puzzles that Yechezkel seems to have a different version of the rules for priests from the version that we have in Torah today. Maybe he had a different text. Maybe he had a different tradition. We don't know. But this idea seems to be based on Yechezkel. It's not halacha. It's not halacha. And the Mishnah in Kirushin actually makes clear. I brought it at the end. We won't have time to learn it inside. But it's on the source sheet. The Mishnah in Kirushin makes it clear it's not halacha. But the Mishnah brings it, even though it's not halacha. And then it goes on to now, and then it goes back to questions of Bikurim and questions of ownership and roots. And goes on to say, Ha'apotropos ve'ashaliach ve'aeved, a guardian, an agent, a slave, ve'ha'isha, a woman, ve'tumtum. A tumtum is someone with no sexual organs or ones which are not evident anyway. androgynous, an androgynous is a hermaphrodite, someone with two, with kind of both male and female organs. They bring, but they don't recite. We're going back to our Pasuk. And there's an idea. There's an, the Mishnah is, is based on an idea that when the land was divided, you have to exclude, excuse, if you don't mind, the gendered nature of this remark. And it's not relevant for today, but... There's an idea brought down in Halakha that when the land was divided, it was divided among the men. And of course, we do have the daughters of Tzlofchad who inherit from their father because they have no brothers. But that seems to be an exception. And of course, they marry other men from their tribe. And at that point, their inheritance, I presume, is then handed on to their sons, if they have any sons. So there's an assumption in the Mishnah that when the land was divided and given out to the tribes, it was given to the men. And if you're not a full man, a complete man, you don't have a stake in the land. And this, this Mishnah, you know, it feels very, very strange to us today. But, um, gosh, well, that's one reason why. And, and, and you know, the, for halachic purposes, it's not relevant today because we don't base our ownership of the land now on on the, um, I mean, the, the carve out that was made when Moshe went into the land disappeared when the land was overrun by the Babylonians in 587. So we don't learn halacha from this, of any practical import from this Mishnah. But it's a really fascinating, um, it's a really a fascinating time capsule and we're going to stop here and then in our next session we're going to go back to mainstream halakha about bikurim and about connections between the people and the land thank you for listening to this edition of the daily mishnah podcast with benedict <laughs>